Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, I have to give a massive shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. All you have to do is use the code WELLSHAVED at manscaped.com. All right, let's get stuck into it. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast for 2022, Australia's juiciest and now smoothest gaming podcast, thanks to Manscaped. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Uh, he's here, he's here. Nathan Hennessy. Yeah, hello, welcome back. And making his very smooth and welcome return, Kieran Rebruge. Hello, it is great to be back. It is great to have you back. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How's everybody <laughs> else? More aerodynamic than ever. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, yeah, how, how are we all? Oh, it's been a while since we've, well, we've spoken quite recently in uh, some video games, but in general, how are we for the listeners out there? Yeah, look, Zach, it's been a bit hot, so it's been perfect video game weather, I would say. It's too hot for a white boy like me outside, so mm. shacked up on the couch, been making some good progress. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm with Nathan. That's the way to do summer, is to beat the heat by just sitting around the house in your underwear playing games. So that's exactly what I've been doing mm-hmm. as well. Escaping the heat. Nice. KV, how's the uh, heat situation in the city apartment? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm also sitting around playing video games in my underwear, but that ch- doesn't change hey. with any season. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, uh, my air conditioning is, is nice and effective. So I'm, nice. I'm very nice, good. very nice. Good. Oh, lovely, lovely. How about yourself? Before we... Uh, myself, I yeah. am not underwear gaming. Um, hey. Oh, no underwear. Man, that's no underwear. Nah, that's it's it. Um, I've always said, you know, balls out. That's it. Worst boy. You know what I say? Balls out. Um, no, yes, but we'll uh, we'll get into to those little plums in a minute. Anyway, before we get stuck <coughs> into it, let's go through some housekeeping. So, firstly, massive massive shouts to Manscape. You've obviously heard the ad at the start. Uh, well played is now currently sponsored by. Manscaped, if you want to get uh, any of their products, jump onto their website, manscaped.com, and you can save 20% off and get free shipping all around the world uh, by using our special code, WELLSHAVED. Uh, any purchases that you do make uh, does help us immensely, so any support would be greatly appreciated. Second thing, you also notice that we have new podcast artwork, um, which may or may not 
depend on uh, your taste in passion fruit drinks, looks similar to Passiona. Uh, massive shout-outs to Simon Blackburn for making that. He is an absolute wizard when it comes to this stuff and can't thank you enough. I know that I've been annoying you over the past few months about it, but it's, uh, it looks amazing. It will be This logo will be on a T-shirt for those who think it Ooh. looks pretty, pretty good. So that'll be up sometime in the future. Third thing. Uh, you may be wondering, why was there not a final episode for last year? Adam's rolling his eyes. I wasn't going to call him out, you, but that I... I wasn't going to call him out. I feel like this is so, a big lead-in to calling me out. I was just <laughs> going to say we, we, we had technical issues with one of our recordings. No names, but it was Adam. <laughs> Adam fucked up. Um, so if anyone has any problems, uh, contact him at adamfuckedup at wellplayed dot com it probably won't go to us that'll but. go straight to me I've, all right let's i've got get, that that's uh, mine yep that's his uh, alias uh i think that's it i don't think i've got anything else delicious to, to say in housekeeping i think that's all probably missed something but all right good to be back thank you oh yeah sorry so in in the last episode we did thank everyone for listening in 2021 um thank you if you're back here again amazing Hopefully it's uh, back bigger, better than ever. It's definitely going to be smoother. And why is it smoother? Because of Manscaped. Promise I won't say it too many more times. But let's talk very, very quickly. So they've actually hooked us up with uh, each of us got a lawnmower 4.0 package to use on our own packages. Now we've all had a go at this. First question, who was a little scared running this down near their nads? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll be the first one to put my hand up and say I was. Uh, <laughs> I have usually approached this with beard trimmer for with very mixed results. I'm sure Ooh. I'm not the only one. Uh, mm. So, yeah, a bit of trepidation, but it came out unscathed. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I mean, I'm a massive fan of cleaning up downstairs, I've got to say. Probably a little bit... Uh, yeah, I have this weird thing, man. I just... And this is... In words, it's going to sound weird, but I just don't like pubes, you know? Like, I have, I have a thing about hair, like, down down there. Um, just weirds me out. And it just... So, this is actually... I was like, uh... Like, I'm, you know, old-fashioned. Love the old hand razor. Getting in, you know, getting into the crab in the shower kind of thing. Hand but, razor? Um, Holy like, shit, this man lives on you know. the edge. Not... <laughs> yeah, mate. Mate, cutthroat. Literally. As some of <laughs> Um, he imagines that's what they do on Peaky Blinders. <laughs> but this, I mean, this, I mean, and I've only used it once. I've only given it one uh, one spin. I mean, my hair doesn't grow that fast, but uh, game changer. I'm going to say, um, very impressed, very impressed. Uh, so, how's everyone else's experience been? Uh, I mean, look, I like you. You know me. You, I, I assume that you would all assume that I'm a manscaper from birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to the um, the downstairs area and all of all of the downstairs areas, not just the um, even the feet. Oh, absolutely, the feet. I've got Hobbit feet. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, like I've got I've already got a couple of like purpose built, uh, you know, shavers for that area, but this is like easily the most comfortable I felt using one, and a lot of that has to do with that the lamp, the light on the, yeah. on the end of it. That is like. As soon as like as soon as I saw that it had one, I was like, "Oh my god! Why hasn't it like why haven't other ones done this yet?" 
Mm. It's like, yeah, 100% a game changer. Yeah, I, I have never considered buying an electric one. Um, not because I just you know, I don't want to buy one, but um, to be honest, I kind of didn't really think they were that much of a thing. But now I'm learning about, like, everyone's got them. Um, so it's good. It's good. Adam, how was your... Boys, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum to you. I'm I'm not much of a... I'm not much of a manscaper. I'm f- free, the, free the bush movement. Uh, but now, mate, I've hired uh, a full team of gardeners to to come in and <laughs> and deal with the situation. And I tell you what, the situation was dealt with very, very easily. So to say that I was trepidatious about heading down under, mate, I was sweating bullets. It's not it's not a, a venture that I've taken before, but I'm comfortable doing so now. And I tell you what, that thing can uh, that thing can go. It had it had no issue. They call it a lawnmower for a reason, mate. It it mows, it mulches. She's she's easy to use. It's a good old time. Well see, I was hoping I was hoping that based on the jokes in the past with uh, Jim Ryan that you might have made a Jim's mowing joke. <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that I missed that, well, that low hanging fruit. That's alright. <laughs> At least your low hanging fruit. Oh mate, fruit smooth. Great. Smooth as a seal. But we're all uh, satisfied with uh, with the results. Yeah, I think the big challenge for me going forward will be I want to test this uh, this waterproof out. I, I did. A Works a treat. I don't know. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Totally see, my tr- fine. My issue there is I could buy. See, this is what I was thinking. I could buy a waterproof canvas, but I'm not going to paint in the rain. So <laughs> I don't know. Like waterproof trimmer. Am I going to trim in the shower? Yeah, At least you have the option. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Um, yeah, no, like, yeah, very, very comfortable and easy to use. Um, though I didn't have the guard in correctly at first, like, I wasn't fully pushed in. I was like, it's not getting like a lot of that much hair. Like, you know, like, am I some sort of prepubescent child? Like, what's going on? And anyway, then I re- realized that the guard was actually poking out quite a bit. So once I clipped it in, as uh, Adam said, she uh, yeah. she cleaned up. Um, do question just. If anyone's done any research, because I admittedly have not, but do you know if uh, other genders can actually use this? Yes, I um, yeah, mm-hmm. can can confirm that uh, it works great on other genders. Nice, that's awesome. Um, well, there you go, multi mul- multi purpose, which is excellent. All right, let's uh, let's get into the video game talk. No one wants to listen to our podcast <laughs> forever, but. Uh, yeah, for the next month, uh, I think the well shaved discount code will be live. So treat yourself if you are thinking about trimming up downstairs. It'll be well worth it. Trust me, I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, okay, games. You said that with the most like, I'm lying to your face. <laughs> like you weren't, but like just your face. <laughs> um, alright, cool. So there's a lot to d- discuss tonight. So we will push forward. Talk very, very quickly, quick wrap-up of what you played over the break if you want to, like if there's anything that you really want to talk about. Otherwise, we can move forward into uh, our first topic. Um, for me personally, finally finished Red Dead Redemption. Fuck that game. <laughs> also, that game is pretty pretty good. Technically, I think that game is just insane. Like that is just, I, mean, I think I was telling Kieran, like amazing. 
Mm. And it still looks incredible on the PS4, even though it's, what, three three years old? Question mark. Um, But that game is way, way too long. At the, yep. yeah. but it was. I think it was also partly that I was like, I'm fucking done now. Just end, and it just dragged and it dragged. And I was like, does this game? Ever? Like, I don't care about this last five hour epilogue. But uh, no, nah, good game overall though. So satisfied. Too much riding, though. We'll say that. Um, There's a lot of riding. Those horses copped a beating. Uh, yeah. In that game. And I think that's all. I've started playing Horizon Zero Dawn in anticipation for Horizon Forbidden West. I think it was actually one of my pledges last year, but whatever. Uh, so that, nice. that was me. See Nathan. Yeah, I've, I've had a crack at a few different games. Uh, also playing through Horizon as well. But the DLC, I've finished the base game, so I do want to knock that off before... Forbidden West comes out around the corner, and I'm sure I'll pull that off. Also knocked off Deathloop. That was a good time to play Deathloop, actually, because it seems like a lot of people have picked it up over Christmas. I remember it might have been a couple of podcasts ago, I was saying that I wasn't getting much Juliana's invading. Now I'm getting a Juliana invade every single time uh, the loop resets. I ended up switching that off because I I couldn't make any progress in the game. The invaders were too good, but I knocked it off. It was a joy. Um, also finished my Yakuza run with Lost Judgment, so I'm now up to date on the, the on the series. Uh, that was Lost Judgment was a bit of a mixed bag, but I loved playing through the series. Also cleared a first run of Forgotten City, and I think I'll go through that again because that was tremendous. Um, it, it is as good as people have been saying, I think. Um, but is I think a, you, you got to have. Yeah. Is it a ten? Because Big Harrison gave I it a think, ten. I think that you can absolutely make the argument for it being a 10. There are a few caveats to that. One being that the character models are fairly atrocious. They have that soulless Skyrim look to them. And that's really distracting. But every other facet of the game is really quite outstanding. So to have a minor knock like that, I think you can give that a 10. It probably wouldn't be my 10, but I wouldn't, I'd, I'd be very close, probably a 9.5. Um, I'll play through it again. There's some multiple endings. I want to see some more of what's going on in that game because it is quite the mystery. And of course, I also knocked off uh, Psychonauts for the first time. Um, I thought I'd give that a crack yeah, just because boy. the second one's been sitting there on Game Pass looking real attractive and it's outstanding. That game really holds up. Uh, probably one of the best platformers of that generation and I'm just sh- shocked I never played it as a kid. I would have I would have loved it. I would have obsessed over it. So that's my little wrap up. Did you have an Xbox as a kid? No. No, okay. I didn't. No. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a GameCube either. Just a PlayStation. PlayStation 2, um, 64... But no, no Xbox. Oh, sadly. yeah, of course. It was on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. it was on PS2, Sorry. but I couldn't find a copy in Tasmania to save my life. I, I, think, I, I think it's still... I, it's, I think it's still on its way. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Very nice. They are behind the times. Adam, what do you mean? Uh, how did you um, spend your break? I play, finished Death's Door because... For some reason, I hadn't actually finished that game. I swear to God that I had, but clearly I hadn't. Um, And to be honest, the main other squeeze that I had going on was Deep Rock Galactic. And holy shit, I've been having just the best time with that game. It is fantastic as far as keeping you engaged. And yeah, I want to throw glow sticks into caves until I die. Because it is really weirdly satisfying. 
and I've discovered that I have that fascination in multiple games. Another one that we might talk about later. Segway, segway. Um, but yeah, that's that is pretty much it for for me outside of other things that we'll talk about soon. Nice, nice. KV, what are you uh, been playing? I mean, when was the last time? <laughs> if you could wrap up the that? last few months, mate. I feel like it's a long time. Yeah, nah, um, I'm good. Uh, honestly, over the um, over the holiday-ish period, uh, I, I feel like I've been too busy to play any games. I um, very, very recently finally finished Horizon. Um, like, actually completed the base game for the first time, and I platinumed it as well. Um, what do you think? It's it's okay. I like a few. I like I like a lot of things about it, but. It definitely like I'm I'm really holding out for the second game to kind of be a more than a proof of concept and actually like you know the realization and, and development of the ideas that they had in the first game. So because it it kind of like it really does like every time I've played it I've had that same impression where I like all of the ideas but they're not realized as well as they should be. But um I'm glad I finally finished it. Just, just a very random question. Uh, I was surprised by this. Well, not the question I'm going to ask you, but part of the parts of this question. Are you surprised to read or know? You might even know this, but Horizon is an eighty nine on Metacritic, whereas Ghost of Tsushima is only an eighty three. I'm okay with that. Uh... So my, so my quick question is: Is it all my, I was very surprised that that that, that was an eighty nine. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Um, because I feel like Tsushima got very similar critical response, but it's obviously yeah, like, like I personally wouldn't have put you know reviewed Horizon more highly than Ghost of Tsushima, but I can see it. Cool. Anyone want to step in? No. What makes you think I want to step? <laughs> because I'm frowning. Uh, nah, I get it. There's there's a lot of love for, for Horizon, but it just... I kind of bounced off it, mainly because I got sick of trying to climb rocks that were up to my knees and failing. But, yeah, they, like, like Kieran was saying, I think Forbidden West looks phenomenal, and it looks like they've fixed a lot of the, the gripes that I had with it. So I will force myself to, to finally get through Zero Dawn in time for Forbidden West. Ghost of Shame is better, though. Nice. Very cool. Oh, all right. Well. Disagreement. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we've got our main, our first big review of the year coming. It'll be live by the time this podcast goes live. Adam, you've been, well, you're the official reviewer, but all four of us have played it. I did a preview for it and have dabbled so ever so slightly in the review build, but that is Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, you can take yeah, the lead. Yeah, absolutely. This one. So it's likely that you'll already know the, the general premise, but Extraction is a three person PVE, like offshoot of Rainbow Six Siege. It uses a lot of the same operators, but they are put into a situation where there are Archeans, which are these alien parasite creatures that have invaded earth and instead of uh setting up barricades and trying to defend or attack each other you are working as a team to attack them instead 
in a whole bunch of different scenarios across 12 different levels. Um, so it plays out similarly to Siege in that there are kind of self-contained levels that you work through. There's destructible environment. You've got a whole bunch of different gear. Um, but obviously the PVE aspect changes things up a fair bit. So each level is set into three different subzones, each of which have their own random objective every time. It'll change every time you go into it. Uh, so that could be trapping a particular kind of enemy, stealth killing a kind of enemy, um, tagging nests, which are where they spawn from. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Uh, some really good and engaging, others a little bit unbalanced and borderline unfair, but you know, that those are little tweaks that will happen down the track. Uh, so you'll complete those and you'll gain experience and then you have a choice of either to push forward into the next subzone and to gain more experience or to extract there and be a little bitch and go home and take the experience that you've earned. So there's risk reward. Um, I say be a little bitch, but we extracted on the first one probably more times than the third, I would say, because uh, it does progressively get harder mm -hmm. as you go on. And there's no regenerating health. You have to pick it up in med kits or use an ability to, to gain, regain health. So there is a lot of risk reward involved, uh, mainly because if you die, the operator that you're using is trapped there and you have to go back into that same environment and collect them. So you can't just bash through and go, you know, balls to the walls, or if you're Nathan, you just do and hope that it works out. Um, yeah, it usually works usually out. Does. Nine, nine times out of 10, we'll say. <laughs> Um, but even if you do make it out as the operator, if you have taken damage, that damage stays um, and they more or less have to sit on the sideline and recuperate for a little while before they, they get back into the action. Um, but yeah, there are 18 operators. Uh, some are great, like Alibi, who can use a, a hologram of herself to attract enemies. Uh, Rook that has armor that you can put on. So when you get downed, uh, you can get back up rather than getting incapacitated. And Smoke, who does a bit of AoE damage and abstracts their vision. So they're all great. But there are some operators, Cough Cough IQ and Cough Cough Pulse, who are not so great. They work really well in Siege because they're, they're information gathering. So they can see different things in the environment through walls. But in this circumstance, they're a bit weak. And I only ever use them if I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I just need to get out my operator. I just need someone to use that I don't really care about. There, there is progression for each character and they do get better over time. And like IQ, she actually becomes okay by the time you let you level her up. Um, but out of the, out of the box, yeah, there are some that are a bit weak. Um, there are, I think 13 or 14 different types of Archeans, the aliens. They're all fantastic. The enemies themselves are a lot of fun to, to fight against. There's good variation. Uh, I know that every time we discovered a new Archean, we were like, what the fuck is that? I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. And then five minutes later, Nathan was stabbing it in the head from, from behind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a, there is really good progression in that sense as well. Uh, as, as in, as the, the level of challenge goes up, so too, uh, the, the, the different things that you face. So you're not always going to be just fighting the same thing over and over and over until you get good at the game. And that's when it kind of starts to grind to a bit of a halt because it does get pretty repetitive. There are 13 different objectives. There are 12 different levels. That sounds like, you know, they'd all mix up to be, to be pretty great. But 
the levels are pretty much just big siege maps, which is good and bad. They're, they, they're like the level layout is fantastic because the level layout in siege is great, but they're a little bit bland. They don't have a great deal of life to them. And they do definitely feel like a bunch of different, just corridors and rooms. Uh, there is the destructible environment, which is good. You can, you have these infrared lights that you can see through destructible walls. So you can like stealth kill aliens through them, which never stops feeling great. Um, but yeah, it does eventually become a bit repetitive. So I can see this rather than being something that I'll be playing for months and months and months on end, it'll more be something that I come back to every once in a while where I have a spare hour, um, which in itself isn't a bad thing. And the fact that your operators go MIA and there are so many of them, you do have a bunch of different options as far as gameplay styles. So you're not, you're not forced to kind of pick a character, stick with it and get really good. You can just dip in and out as you wish. Um, but yeah, I do think it definitely has a ceiling as far as gameplay time goes. But overall, I've had an absolute blast with it. I've smashed it out quite heavily in the last few days. I think I'm up to like 26 hours or something like that. Um, and a good portion of that solo, which is worth mentioning, the solo I actually have a lot of fun with, um, mainly because I don't have to reel in Nathan every 20 minutes or so. Um, but no, it's it's engaging enough, and it it scales it scales to the dif- it scales to the amount of people. Sorry, as to its difficulty, so you're not just getting absolutely destroyed. The objectives will be tweaked a little bit, so it's a bit more manageable with one person. Uh, but no, overall, I have had a blast. But I'm keen to to hear what you boys have thought after having a go. There is a lot of yellow. I'm surprised you didn't mention the yellow, mate. Oh fuck! I'm I've become desensitized. But there is. A metric shitload of yellow. There's one color in like, the game. I'm surprised Coldplay didn't write it, the theme it, song. It, oh, I was <coughs> make it <laughs> Too good. But no, the color palette literally exists of, of gray and yellow, and it's 90% yellow. I, I think this is going to get a bit bit more time out of me than Siege right now, because it doesn't... Siege, I feel like it's it's at its best when you get a strongly coordinated team together. Otherwise, you're just getting smashed and you may not have a whole lot of fun because there is quite a high skill ceiling. There's still a high skill ceiling here, but because the game has a difficulty gradient and it's managed by the AI, you, you can come into this game with very little skill and just work your way up from, from the ground zero. And I really appreciate that. I think it does cater quite well to a casual audience. And I think that's where it's going to grab me. And just like you've said there, Adam, I don't think it's going to be a game that is a long-term investment. I think it's something that you'll dip in and out of over time. But I also think that it is a game that supports that. It's always encouraging you to use different characters, different builds. It's really, really emphasizing variety at every point rather than just getting really, really skilled at one character. Um, I like that a lot. So it, it appeals to me. It's definitely got a bit of longevity issues um but we'll see how that goes over the coming months when they announce their like dlc roadmaps and shit it is also worth pointing out that the game is it's not a full price game it is 70 dollars um and every retail copy comes with a buddy pass so you can have two of your friends play more or less for free for a fortnight which i think for a lot of people if you pick this up and you absolutely smash it for two weeks with your friends that will be enough for you, but I think you'll be satisfied with that. I don't think saying that you'll only play for two weeks is necessarily a bad thing. 
um, especially being February is absolutely stacked with with things to play. And those who have Game Pass, whether on PC or Xbox, I think you really you will you'll enjoy it, and you'll kind of go, oh, I still have I still have Extraction downloaded. Let's jump into that and smash it out for a weekend, and that'll happen every once in a while. And I think having a game like that in your library is important because it's 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 a good one to just socially jump back into every once in a while. Yeah, I think that's like there's something to be said about a short term multiplayer game. Like it's not indeed it's not demanding your time. Absolutely. Um, and like Nathan said, the, you know, because it's because the difficulty curve is controlled by the people that are playing it, um, you're not having to invest that time to get good enough to play it enjoyably in the first place. Cause like, like I'm not super into like multiplayer shooters at all. Cause usually I'm quite terrible at them. Um, but you know, playing with you fellas has been good. Um, I don't feel like, you know, I've, I've, I've never played siege cause I, that just looks impenetrable to me as someone who doesn't play multiplayer shooters. Like I would never even think to jump into that. Um, but this, like there's something in it for me and like, I really like enjoy, the semi permadeath element, I think it adds a lot of excitement, a lot of like kind of emergent situations. Um, like when someone accidentally throws a decoy into the room that everyone's in um, and then extracts and leaves everyone else behind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who did that. Not pointing, <laughs> Not pointing fingers, fingers at anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, this it's, it's for a game as tense in the moment to moment gameplay. I feel very little pressure when I'm playing it. And I think that's super important mm-hmm. for like a multiplayer game. Um, so I, th- I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's something that you you get out what you put in. Yeah. Like if you want to just go in and have fun for 20 minutes and then duck out again, you can. Because you can, it's important to note, there are four different sectors and the difficulty increases each time you unlock them. But once you unlock those sectors, you can use that difficulty on everything else. So if you want to just have a really easy time on the more advanced levels, you can do that. And certain people may have used that to extract operators that were stuck there. Not again, not going to name names or point fingers. Um, but yeah, if you on the other side of things wanted a really super difficult, like you just, you and two other people are going to spend one night just getting absolutely destroyed by these Archeans. You can do that as well. And you can spend you know, five minutes all with your little drones planning out the course of how you're going to go through the mission. So if you want to get that out of it, that's there as well. So there are options for, for both. Zach, what did you think? How did you enjoy it, mate? So I did the preview and I've been relatively interested in this. Uh, as, as I wrote in my preview, I'm a massive fan of Payday. And this mm. looked like Payday kind of in a different, you know, different bit of uh, mm-hmm. different formula. Uh Payday, I've never played really by myself because who the fuck would play Payday by themselves? But with friends, it's been an absolute blast. Repetitive as fuck, but still super, super fun. So these sorts of PvE games, you know, they're definitely my sort of bit like Kieran. Uh, they're a bit, they're very much my sort of multiplayer game. I'm, I had fun. I'm not as probably positive as you guys are though. I even think seventy dollars is a little high. Um, even with the two, two, um, the two, the two week pass there, uh, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's necessarily good. I think it's sort of in the middle. I think, 
it's very very repetitive and, and this, this comes down to just taste as well like you know i can sit here and be like oh you know i didn't give a shit about payday's repetitiveness but then this one didn't you know just just didn't really jive with it uh but it was fun like you know i definitely had fun like like, like playing with you guys i had fun i definitely preferred playing it on, on a harder difficulty just because mm-hmm. i prefer that sort of harder sort of challenge and i think that that created a more tenser um playthrough so when we played uh one night and we did the we were on the low difficulty and we sort of ran through like one or two missions like you know didn't get touched you know that was that that's where it's not as fun sort of for me like you know that sort of easiness but then getting you know pumped um yeah i'm all about that uh I think it's good fun, but I think I think I think it's like fifty fifty dollars. Fifty dollars would be I think the the other reason why I say that is because it's coming day one to Game Pass. So yep. I feel like it's a bit stiff for PlayStation fans that have to cough up seventy bucks when Xbox players you know that's the benefit of owning an Xbox and having Game Pass. But um, you know people who don't have that service have you know they have to pay $70 which is still when I when I read that number I go that's not that's not cheap sure that that's cheaper than like buying yeah buying you know another but that's still not cheap that's still you know $50 or even 60 is is sort of cheap to me or 59 but um no I I think it's fun I think the environment's cool I think the the Archeans are really really cool um I'm mixed on the permadeath I like the permadeath aspect I hate how the 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 health is distributed a little bit, um, but we did sort of clear clear that up uh, while we were playing. That it goes to all your um, was that actually confirmed? That goes to all your injured. Yes, yeah. So you you get health back dependent on how much XP you get. It's a percentage. I haven't been bothered. I'll be honest to work out exactly what it is. Um, but say you get fifty health back, that fifty will go to each of your downed operators individually so they'll each get 50 health so that just interrupt very quickly just in case it wasn't clear i don't think we made it very clear but when you finish a mission your the damage that your character has taken if you've lost 80 health on your operator that operator is going back into the character queue missing 80 health it's sitting on 20 health so when you finish subsequent missions all those characters that have been a bit down and out they start to regain their health see i like that and i don't like that um I like it because it is a good good challenge, but I don't like how you don't that operator doesn't get health back from that mission because if you like a particular operator, it's sort of and like you know you did say that it it makes you play as other operators, but some people don't want to do that. Some people find one or two operators that, that they like. Um, so for me, I like big old Leon, uh, you know, and he was constantly fucking extracted with less health than he than what he started with so um that's your fault though not his that is definitely <laughs> look i'll i'll give you that that was definitely my fault but you know just some of the other operators i was like eh, don't really give a fuck so my care factor lessened a a, a touch um but like i, I think it's fun i think it's a, it's, a, it's a solid fun game to play with with mates i will not lie and say i didn't have fun because i did enjoy it but the longevity thing is 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 what I wrote in my preview. I can't see it being a yeah. No, that's fair. Um, cool. So, what do you have a score that you're thinking of? 
I it's sitting currently at a seven point five. I like that. Unless the uh, yeah, well, that's that's got to get past the editor first. But we'll, unless um, the editor jumps in, gives it a seven point four nine. Two. <laughs> he does like that. Lucky we don't do point fours. All right. Speaking uh, of point fours, we have also been of playing all the segways. Of all the segues that were there. I had nothing. <laughs> uh, so three of us have also been playing GTFO. Now, I am doing the review for this. Uh, if you're wondering where our review is or how long it's going to be, it's probably going to be fucking ages away because I want to at least try and finish 50% of the, the rundowns in this game. So we won't talk about it a lot, but the reason why I want to talk about it tonight is because it is very, very similar in ways to Extraction. Um so GTFO is uh, like a hardcore, if you want to, I mean, I think that's the term that they use, like a hardcore survival horror co-op shooter where you're in like a, a squad of four and you go and complete missions, PVE, uh, but they're real, very, very challenging. No um, operators as such, you just have like your character, your loadout and you unlock gear, um, you know, bits and bits and pieces that you can use. In the missions, um, health is, just works normally. No health uh, regen in the mission, but when you finish a mission, you got full health again. But the cool thing is, is uh, this game absolutely nails the atmosphere. Um, it is immersive. It is creepy. Um, gameplay is super fun. Like uh, the visuals, but just back on the atmosphere, the visuals aren't the best. Like you, you look at some textures and go, "This is like what from a fucking PS2 game. This is this is bum." But it that that atmosphere overall is is excellent um the very 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 minimal soundtrack that they have which is pretty much just like background ambience kind of stuff is again outstanding um gunplay very very fun um if you if you're ever you know not scared to use you your weapons but um the big one of the big differences between and i i coined extraction a uh, gtfo light in my oh no no sorry diet gtfo in my preview uh, very very similar um, and even the difficulty is somewhat similar um, but gtfo is way way harder and in extraction you're not short on ammo pretty much you know you've always got bullets in the chamber uh, in gtfo the ammo is very very limited and you've got to be careful you know you've got to Try and basically never engage in shootouts unless you absolutely have to. Um, Nathan, you and I have probably played it the most. Uh, Adam, you've had one session with us or two. One, two. I think two, two but one one solid one, yeah. Uh, and Kieran, you were unlucky and your computer could run it. Sad face. Um, so if anyone's given away a PC, um, Kieran is on the lookout. <laughs> but, um, two computers? <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should. We'll. Uh, I'll get in touch. Computers. Um, I think. I think we maybe we should just the go back. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so GTFO is by it's by a dev team called Ten Chambers. They are made up of actually former Payday devs. So I've been long. I've been keen on this game for a long time. Uh, I've probably mentioned it before on the uh, potty that we tried to do the tutorial. Yongsuke, like two years ago, or you know, whatever. Uh, spent three or so hours playing the tutorial, couldn't finish it, it was that hard. Uh, it took us 
what, four, four-ish goes this time, and we finally managed to beat the tutorial. And, it's, and then we've gone back and done it since, and it's actually not even that long. It's not even long. Like, um, it's sort of that, you know, it's, yeah. Once, I mean, compared to the second rundown, which we all also, which we can't finish as of yet because it's so fucking hard. But um, Nathan, maybe just jump in because I'm sort of lost at where I'm talking about. But uh, how have you found GTFO? So definitely agree with you on that it is a very similar experience to Extraction, but also a much more hardcore experience. So you can jump into Extraction and you could do a... You could get in, do an objective, extract basically a whole mission, really, and that might be 15 minutes. Um, yeah, that would be about right, 15 minutes. Mm. Extra- yep. GTFO, the tutorial, which, as you say, we can now safely navigate our way through, and I'll quickly explain why. That takes us about 40 minutes, and that's probably going to be your minimum investment for a single, what they call, rundown or single mission in GTFO. Um, GTFO, it doesn't have as much random elements like there might be some random placement of enemies but the the level itself you'll become very familiar with because there might be some slight randomization of objectives but they um the amount that you will rely upon its in-game map and it's and it's sort of signposting there's a Mm. lot of immersion involved you will actually start to familiarize yourself with the levels quite quickly i really appreciate that so they do have their own identity even though most of the game is cloaked in complete fog or darkness it's a very obscured game um so i i think that probably masks some of the issues you might have there with some of the some of the textures and that because the game is so hard to see at times and that is also contributing to the atmosphere I think the thing that I appreciate the most, or two of the things I appreciate the most, is how the weapons feel. It's unmatched. Like I, I, I can't think of a game I've played in a long time where the weapons feel so good almost across the board to use. And I think a part of that also is just how imposing the enemies are. So when you do, when they come at you, they come at you hard and fast, and you get to blow them apart with a couple of shots, and that feels very satisfying because you're always on the edge of your seat. A couple of hits might, might take you from the match, and also every bullet does count, so it's very, very tense. And also appreciate that uh, the objectives do require you as a team to sort of have a bit of a discussion. You know, where do we go? There's a bit of exploration involved. And the team's going to be constantly in communication. Um, it's a very tight game. For its di- We do say it's difficult, but that difficulty is ultimately going to be surmounted, not necessarily by skill, but by patience and communication. Um I, I think there's 10 rundowns, 10 main rundowns mm-hmm. in, in the game, and then there's some side uh, missions as well. So, yeah, we're on number two of 10. Getting yeah. to five is going to be a challenge, but I'm keen for it. Yeah, so uh, it's also very uh, tactical. So there's like ter- mm. there's like computer terminals in the level that you got to use because you've got to ping <laughs> locations for keys. and They've got command prompts. Um, you know, you got to put in like command prompts. So although you can play with a controller, which Adam and I did... Uh, it is definitely handy if you have someone with a with a mouse and keyboard. Um, and another big thing, sort of a bit like, again, a bit like uh, extraction is because with extraction, it's it's worth noting that you can only only one player can pick one operator. So let's just say all four of us wanted to be Leon, the fastest person to get to him would be actually the person that gets to use him. You can't just have four of the same character. In uh, GTFO, you have to talk about the gadgets that you're going to take with you so does someone take like a fog lamp with them because there is in this second level there are uh, parts of this level that are just completely covered in fog and there's 
this tendril motherfucker that you know screams in the darkness and there's other enemies that you you know you like you just can't see and uh one of my uh gadgets that i take is uh the bio track i think it's called Mm. Um, which basically is like a little screen. You can see like the heat maps of them, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, so you can sort of get like an idea on where like the enemies are. And But then Nathan and someone else might have like a turret. So, um, you know, you've got to plan to have things that allow you to move forward in the level, but also have that extra bit of attack because you are going to need it because some of these enemies are tough. And when shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan. So we had, so we were going through the second mission, and um, we were like, we thought we were, no, we're going, we're like going good. I think I even jinxed it. I was like, I was like, we're going. It was, it was like a third time doing this like rundown. Uh, I was like, you know, we're going great. And then you know, two minutes later, uh, someone went to try and stealth kill one of the one of the enemies and alerted the, this whole big batch of them, and we just got fucked up. Um, which brings me to the shit thing about this game right now. Yes. Is the checkpoint system. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that it's got a checkpoint system because having to do that 40 minutes of legwork again, after a while it does kind of just get a bit shit doing the same thing. So it, it is good that they have a checkpoint system. However, it is broken as fuck. It, it essentially does not work. So the idea, no, we haven't had a single checkpoint work properly. So the idea behind it is that you get to a, a certain door that you go through. So this is the, the annoying thing with the randomization of like key cards, for example, is that they might be the the door that is the checkpoint. Don't think I don't think that changes, but it no. could be yeah. But so you might have to explore, you know, five or six different doors, um, and then you get to the you find the key card and then you go through this other door. But you might have to go through the checkpoint door real early on in a run through or like a, in a rundown, so your checkpoint's activated really early on. So that's one part of one part of the issue. The biggest part is yeah, is that it just doesn't work. So when we have died and come back to the checkpoint, um, the idea behind the checkpoint system is that all doors that you've unlocked previously are unlocked. I don't think Nathan, can you confirm uh, enemies meant to be gone? I can't confirm that. Yeah, okay. but in, certainly in our experience, they're pretty much you've got yeah. to clean them all up again. Yeah. so it hurts. Um, so yeah, but the biggest thing is that um, yeah, is the doors are locked, and because that's an issue because there are some doors that are like security alarm doors, and each character has to be on a certain point, or you have to go in groups to parts of the area for this like security scan to unlock the door, and that's when the waves of enemies come. So you got to manage unlocking this door while fighting off enemies. Um, and there's friendly fire as well, which there is in extraction. Um, so you just, you just got to, it's hard to stay focused when you're just getting chopped up by bullets from a turret. Um, yeah. Anyway, we won't go too much into it because we, we will talk about it more. And I've waffled on a lot about it, but I'm having tons of fun with it. I'm very, very keen to play it. And I am enjoying it a lot, enjoy it more. Not a lot more. Enjoying it more than... Actually, no, fuck it. I'm enjoying it a lot more than Extraction. Um, yeah. I might be in the same boat. Adam, how do you feel? I know you're a big fan of Extraction, uh, but you, you've only dabbled so far in GTFO, but what are your thoughts? They're, they're two different beasts, like as similar as they are in... in th- like in... I don't know. They're, they have the same premise, 
but there, I think you're saying that extraction is GTFO light or diet is is pretty much bang on. Like if you want a more accessible sort of quote unquote yeah, yeah relaxed experience, then extraction's kind of where you want. But GTFO's atmosphere is just unmatched. Like I mentioned, glow stick throwing in um, Deep Rock Galactic. Throwing a glow stick in GTFO and seeing it slowly roll down a door, uh, like a corridor, and you're like, "Okay, we're good. We we have no issues." And then it starts outlining the silhouettes of these aliens. It's just, it is. I have I haven't experienced anything quite like it in in a multiplayer or co-op game. Like it is just completely top notch. You kind of have a similar experience in uh, The Last of Us when you're kind of trying to listen out for clickers. Mm. It's a different sensory experience, but it is likened to that mm. i suppose and yeah it's it's unreal in that aspect but no i'm i'm very very keen to to jump back into it i it's it's got its hooks in mm. me so i'm i'm keen to explore it more tasty tasty all right let's let's move on okay uh so the biggest talking point sorry the the discussion topic we've got this week is our most anticipated games of 2020 too. So hopefully you're still with us because we've been going for about 50 minutes now. I did say we'll make this short and sharp, but fuck, you know, new year, not a new us, it seems. So we'll go around the room, you know, talking about our favorite games. I don't think we have a limit. We'll probably know when um, when enough's enough. If you want to just throw a name out there and be like, you know, I'm keen for this, but you don't really have to talk about it, just throw the name out there, I'm keen for this. We can sort of do that towards the end. So... Kieran, you haven't spoken for a while. What's your most anticipated game of 2022? Did you say most anticipated game? Are you asking me to pick one or am I... Oh, yeah, sorry. Start with your list. I mean, you can start from the bottom if you want. I figured that you'd start from the top. I don't have a top. Oh, no, you broke it in. Because as I was saying to you before, there's like, there's a lot. There's so a lot. What I've, done, what I've done to organize it is I've picked my 10 day ones the games okay. that i i'm going to be playing you know or may potentially reviewing before day one but you know i'm going to be playing straight mm. away no matter what yeah um and those are and i'm not going to talk too much about them but i'd be interested to see if you guys think that uh, if there's any surprises in any of this that you're like you, why you wasn't was, oh. why wasn't this included or like what the fuck i didn't know you'd be keen for this um you was, all 10 now all 10, straight off the bat. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. <clears throat> Starfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I feel like that's an easy one. God of War Ragnarok. Sure. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land uh, makes my top 10. Stray. What? Uh, oh, Stray. Sorry. Yeah. In, like it's in Dr. Dre. Yeah, Dre. Yeah, I thought I Dre as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new Def Jam Fight for NY spinoff. It's just one guy. Um <laughs> Oh man, Myro and okay. Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, yep. Forspoken, yep. Sonic yep. Frontiers. What? Ooh. Yeah, I didn't expect that that's, one. That's a bit spicy, isn't um, it? We are OFK and Little Devil Inside. Those are the ten games that um, I picked out of the immense list that I collated and went. You know what? These are like I'm playing these no matter what. I'm surprised that Little Devil Inside was a day one for you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, oh, that is, uh, that, uh, if you'd ask me three games that Kieran would be day one for, that would be my top three, I reckon. Yeah, oh, right. But, I'm learning. Yeah. But, but then we've spoken about it quite a bit, so. We have. 
Um, mm. But there is a couple missing, but they might mm. be on your later list. So mm. I might. Yeah, I can think of a couple. Mm. One that includes a volcano in the in the type. That is in my um my, my list. secondary list, which I call the right. instant backlog. Which okay. is I'm buying it, but it's probably not going to get played <laughs> right away. <laughs> nice, good, good, <laughs> nice. That is great. All right, Nathan, do you want to? I don't know if you've got a. Do you want to run down a list like? Nathan? I too I mean, have like, a list of ten titles. Hey, that word. Hmm. Yeah. I was happy that we followed the same format. Yeah, let, let's call these day one titles as well, because honestly, the excitement I have for these ten titles are ones that I would play on release for the most part, bar, barring two of them. Um, but obviously at the top of the list, I'm surprised I didn't hear this from any from you, Kieran, but maybe I, I don't know your taste, but Breath of the Wild 2, baby. Obviously we don't have an official title yet, but the next big Zelda release, if we get that this year, will be right at the top of the stack for me, uh, as I'm sure it will be for many listeners, for good reason. And then as I was thinking, the next one I came across was, I keep thinking about it, it's Thirsty Suitors, which we saw uh, at one of the recent game shows, yeah. right? The really wacky one with uh, all the, um, it's the woman with all the suitors coming after her, she's got to keep parents happy and shit. But I saw some footage of that on a st- Steam Deck, and the skate, I, I didn't click that there was skateboarding in it. Yeah. The skateboarding in it's actually the super rad. There's cooking, there's like... It looks so yeah, good. Yeah, and the cooking too. Yeah. So the more I see of the actual gameplay footage, I was amused by the trailer, but now I'm actually seeing glimpses of the gameplay. That's shot straight Amazing. to a day one Love for me. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that will be a common trend here. And on brand for me, I've just started playing Stalker Clear Sky, so it will be Stalker Hard of Chernobyl if we see this this year. I'm leaning towards it not coming out this year. Um, if you're familiar with the series, the first Stalker game had a very long, tumultuous history, and I wouldn't surprise me if this one does too. Uh, Advance Wars Reboot Camp, because I'm uh, my favourite mm-hmm. genre is like tactical strategy games, and that one was one of the founding series for me. And then following up that will be in March Triangle Strategy, which will also be another tactical yeah, strategy game. So I'm absolutely keen for that. Uh, the rest are a little bit unusual. So Forspoken... Uh, intrigues me. I'm very much keen to see how that goes on day one, but I don't know a great lot about it. I'm trying to keep my knowledge of that pretty slim. Maybe day ones for me will also be Star Ocean The Divine Force. I've I got to pick a JRPG, and that's I've always liked Star Ocean, but it will probably be superseded by something else. I don't want to cram too many JRPGs into a year. I did that last year. It's tiring. And then the last two would be uh, Baldur's Gate 3, if that leaves early access this year. I've not touched the early access on that. I generally try and avoid it for games like that, where they're going to be introducing story elements during the early access period. I just want to wait and get it all in one. And then the last one will be, it's a board game adaptation. Uh, Maybe Adam might know. Uh, We did get a title in this series last year. Uh, called Tainted Grail Conquest. But what I'm looking forward to this year will be Tainted Grail Fall of Avalon. So this will be hopefully a straight-up adaptation of the Tainted Grail board game, which is a very narrative-driven game that requires you to explore different lands and stuff like that. So a lot of narrative and adventure in there. That will be my 10 that I'll be looking forward to. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Adam, what uh, what have you got for us? Uh, I wasn't aware that we were doing watch mojo top 10 lists so i just had to <laughs> quickly throw mine together you don't have to but do i'm pretty oh, no, no 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 you've set a precedent so i've i've got to stick you, to it now. are you ready do you want me to go first no nah, man no nah, okay. i'm good 
I'm good. Uh, super soon to... Oh, I've fucked it already. My English is out the door. Um, coming out very soon. Uh, Dying Light 2. I absolutely loved the first game. I thought the combat was great. Uh, the free running was really solid. Killing zombies in first person is just fucking fun. And it looks like they've improved a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Sifu also comes out next month. And I think that game is tailor-made for me. It's got a kind of John Wick-esque combat style that is an evolution of their other game, Absolver, which was absolutely top-notch. And the aging mechanic, I think, looks really cool. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, I don't know if that game will actually come out this year, but I'm still massively intrigued by it because the first trailer uh, just looked really great and then... The gameplay trailer had weird first combat, first person combat magic. It just, yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued, keen to see more. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, just for, to just get back into Rocksteady's DC universe, because fuck, they know how to treat DC characters right, something that DC maybe doesn't know how to do all the time. Uh, Happy Death Day, which got a, a cheeky announcement at the Game Awards, which is a hand-drawn roguelike. I think that looks absolutely banging. Uh, God of War Ragnarok for, I don't need to explain why, uh, for Spoken, because I realized this the other day, I think it looks great because it looks like it is similar to an Infamous game, and Infamous is absolutely my jam, so I think that's why it has has me a little bit intrigued. Gotham Knights, I'm a little less excited for, DC-wise, but I think the Court of Owls are one of the most intriguing groups of villains or part of Batman's rogues gallery. So I just want to see, want to see them on the screen. Uh, Midnight Fight Express is kind of similar to Sifu, I suppose. It's more of a isometric view, but you just beat the shit out of a whole bunch of people going through levels. I'm in for it. And Trek to Yomi, which is a, an indie samurai game that is completely in black and white and it looks fucking phenomenal. And it's a Devolver game. So I was, probably gonna like it no matter what no midnight suns was that the midnight suns it it is just shy of my my top 10 me too uh as far as whether (laughs) yeah whether it will be a day one or not i'm not 100 percent sure but for axis making a marvel game i mean straight into my veins please and thank you come on even with the card system i think it looks banging Mm. do you guys have more than 10 by the way oh way more adamant yeah adamant okay cool it's sweet nathan more than 10 uh, no. I mean, I, I could brainstorm some, <laughs> that's but, right. but that's my short list. I'll go through mine because I've got a lot more than 10. So, oh, yeah. Can I we, did a. I want to try. Can we try and guess them? For me? Yeah. Elix 2. <laughs> Siberia 3. Well, that's. That's already out. But, Is it? But, but I know what you're talking about, so yes, that's <laughs> oh. on my list. Is it the fourth? Fuck, I can't get Siberia that. the World Before is on my list. Uh, mine isn't in any real order, so I don't know where 10 is and one begins. Fair enough. So that so that's on there. Go for a next. Should be some easy ones in here. Evil West. Plague Tale. Evil West, Plague Tale. Plague yep. Tale. Um, oh, oh, Plague Tale. That looks so good, man. Like that, I reckon that game is going to be my game of the year already. It just looks fantastic. Um, Scorn. Scorn's on Scorn there. Scorn is well on there. Is Still Rising on there? No, but it's, but yeah, yes, but I didn't write it down. It's on there, but I haven't written it down, but I'll pay that. 
wonder, maybe maybe Weird West as well? I know you don't want Evil West, Weird West. Weird West, I'm intrigued about. I haven't it's not on the list. seen enough. No, it, it is, but it's 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 a still rising. It's on my list, but it's not written here. Wayward Strand. Uh, if I was including Aussie games, yes, I didn't. I purposely didn't include Aussie okay. games. Okay, yep, fair enough. You'll be looking forward to Stalker. Stalker's on my Stalker's, list. Yeah, Stalker's yeah, definitely on there. Um, Dying Light's on there, right? Dying Light Two is on the on my list. Yeah. If you're thinking about Stalker, what's a game that's very similar to, to Stalker? You should know this, Karen, because you copped a little bit of heat uh, for calling an indie game in our indie shortlist last year. Um, I'm so... I'm trying uh, to think of another, another clue. Like, uh, no, fuck it. Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. Okay, I was going to say oh, that, but I was like, did I call that an indie game? Yeah. Okay, cool. Was, uh, um, and Redfall. Redfall's on my list. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably one... Two, there's two more. Two more that are probably... Three more. Um, that are well known. Four, four more that are well knowns. Vampire that masquerades. No, that was a. Oh, it is. That's that's on my list, but that's not one of the four. So okay. we're well done for getting that. One comes out in February. Horizon. No, I'm going to be playing this game instead of Horizon, Elden Ring, Destiny. Sifu. And no, I'm going to be playing instead Rugby of Sifu. Rugby 2022. Yes. Well done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Martha is dead. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, there's two, three more. Uh, Adam has sent. Sorry, sent. Adam has said one of them. God of War. Starts with a G. That's close. Greedfall two. Surely it's not Ghostwire. Oh, no, it is Ghostwire. Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you have this on your list because I don't know how sure we are, but like Resi 4 Remake? No, that's, okay. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's coming next yeah, year, so fair. I didn't include didn't that. Um, but one game you should definitely know about because I write about it all the time. Um, it's a PC multiplayer MMO. MMO? Oh, Ar- Arc Raiders? No. Arc Raiders is on my list, but that's not the game I'm thinking Good of. choice. Day Before. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And the last one, which I thought Kieran would guess, yeah. is Dustborn. No, I have no idea what that is. No, I wouldn't have got that. You'll know. It when you, it's that one by Red Thread Games, the Dragon d- developers, the one that's oh, like the traveling yeah, band. yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You, instead of using violence, well, your words are your weapons kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yeah. You showed me that one. There's mm. very little on that. Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was like, me- meant to come out last year, but what game didn't? Um, the, only, the other game, a couple of games that I'll fire off quickly that I have on my list that would be probably day one would be Bramble the Mountain King, which is a little horror game. I can't remember who it's by, but it's based on... Norwegian folklore. It's one of those Scandinavian folklores. Uh, Witchfire. So I'm hoping. So we are going to we are going to get some news this week on Witchfire's release date. I don't think it's going to release this year, but I whacked it in anyway. Wishful thinking. And probably the last one that's a, that's a day one would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. sick. That's a good shout. 
Well, you Fuck pretty much yeah. guessed fucking most of my list, so... Um, it's because we know you. You do, you do. All right, go... We'll go back around. Karen, uh, what else you got that you're keen for? Well, I mean, there's heaps more, but I'll try and avoid things that, like, pretty much everything that everyone's mentioned, except for you, Zach, um, I'm also mm. keen for. Um, except for anything that you're keen for. Um, yeah. But there are a couple that haven't been mentioned that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, one of them is Somerville. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I almost yes, made my list. My yeah. list um, I, it was mentioned, but Ark Raiders I'm very keen for. And The Invincible as well. As little as I know about it, it does look like my, my jam. Um, uh, Star Ocean, as Nathan said, some JRPG love. Um, After Love EP, which was at the Nintendo Direct, I think. Coming from, like, I think they're a Malaysian team. Um, Planet of Lana, Sea of Stars, lots of indie stuff. Um, mm. Not Tunic, surprisingly enough, Nathan. That's fallen, that's fallen off my list. Interesting. What? Have you played the... the did fuck? you play the demo? I did. Yeah, I, okay. I still like it, but I'm just... Like, out of everything this year, like, I feel like I've played it enough times over the last, like, five years to have gotten my fill already. Like, no disrespect. Like, it looks amazing. Like, it looks great. Um, but I'm just, like, there's so much other stuff that I think is going to command my attention before that, unfortunately. Um, I'm, like, tentatively keen for Saints Row as well. Like, the stuff I've seen, especially what I saw behind closed doors, like, last year, looks really cool. Um, but The Settlers is probably my, like my underdog for the year, I think. I think that'll be the game that I end up spending way too much time on uh, because I played so much of the originals as a as a youngin. I never picked you for a city builder. I'm not, but Settlers is like... I played a lot of it as a kid Settlers too. Is, Which one? Um, like, two, like three and four or two and three? Like somewhere... Oh, I played two and yeah, three. Yeah, I think it was two and three. Um, Before they went to like a 3D engine. Yeah, when it was still like little 2D sprites and stuff. I just... It's very low stakes city building. It's like, it's it not, yeah, I, I can really get into it. So I'm really, really interested to see what they do with it. Um, and I'll also, I'll, I'll probably shout out um, Anno Mutationum, which is coming from um, yeah, boy. PlayStation's like China Hero Project Initiative, where they're supporting a bunch of Chinese developers. Um, that good. looks like, uh, yeah, that looks super cool. Um, and... It, if it happens this year by some miracle, the game that is going to blow all of these out of the water is Final Fantasy 16. That's hell like yeah. right at the top of my list. If it actually, it's, it's not going to happen. But hell, I'm yeah. holding out hope that it does. But we'll see. I like that. Fingers crossed for you, my friend. But yeah, there's lots more as well. But you know, we, we don't have all that, do we? We don't. I want to Nathan, slide my smooth balls into bed. I yep. can quickly flick through a few here that I've yep. got sitting. Um, if we're lucky, Dead Space. Ooh. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think so, yeah, but yeah. Destiny- <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Uh, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, I've, I've been pretty quiet on it, but everything I see of this new Destiny 2 content looks brilliant, so it might actually just get me in. Uh, Shadow Warriors 3 looks yep. pretty nice. amazing. Uh, I, I, I should finish Doom Eternal first. Uh, I'm I'm still optimistic that Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin might be half okay, just because I am sympathetic <laughs> of Team Ninja. I do like their games, and this seems to be a Team Ninja game, like very action-oriented. 
Uh, Sons of the Forest. I don't know if anyone's played the Forest, but Sons of the Forest mm. is set to come this yes. year. That um, I know April's a big fan of the Forest, so I'll be able to rope her in. We'll have a good time. Uh, AI: The Somnium Files has a sequel coming out called Nirvana oh, Initiative. Still need to play I the like. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't finished it. It's probably going to go on my backlog pledges for the year, but I have played a bit of the first one and liked it a lot. Um, Spike Chunsoft make great mm. sort of puzzly VN games, so I'm all about that. Okay, Company of Heroes 3, and that will probably wrap it up for me. Tidy. Tidy, tidy, tidy. Adam, what do you got Big for... Names. Where else you got for us? Yes, uh, Steel Rising. I think that looks like a bit of tasty fun. I think the... The aesthetic is very cool and the setting could be a good old time. Plus the combat looks like it could be very interesting. Um, a very KV game is a memoir blue, which is looking like a beautiful log. What do you want? What are you, what are you after there, Zach? What are there's you, a story, there, there's a for? story about that that we'll share post podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, regardless on podcast, it, it looks gorgeous and I'm I'm very keen. I've only seen a very short snip of it and that's kind of where I want to leave it. I don't want anything else to be to be given away. Um, Lord of the Rings Gollum, I'm quietly keen on. I don't know whether it will actually be good or not, but anything to do with the, the Tolkien world, I'll be keen to at least try. I'm open to it. Uh, yeah, Dead Space Remake, I think, is a really good shout. Hopefully that we do see that this year. I am very doubtful, but... We shall see. Um, and I think that just about wraps up. Oh, and Evil Dead the game, because fuck me, the Friday the 13th game was just a shitload of fun, wasn't it? Even though it was janky as all hell. So why not get Ash in there and throw a couple chainsaws around? Why not? See, you both mentioned Dead Space, but uh, one game on my list was the Callisto Protocol. But again, I don't mm, think... Coming out yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, wait. But, uh, I mean, if you're saying Dead Space, I'm saying Callisto. No, oxen- nah, fair shout. There was no Oxen Free 2 from Kieran. I still haven't finished the first one. You haven't? No. Oh. I... I don't... No, no I, I got bored of it. I, look, Ooh. I did finish it, and I did get bored of it. <laughs> For some reason, I just picked it as a game that you'd be all over. You would think so. I, yeah. I, I do want to go back to it. I've been meaning to go back to it. Uh, okay, the final one's on my list. Now, there's a game here called Scarbama Snowfall, which I've written down, which I can't remember, but it must look pretty good. So, uh, that game. Was... I don't know what that is, but it's in my top <laughs> top anticipated games. Several account. Uh, oh yes. Oh, here we are. So, uh, Scar Scarbama Snowfall is an adventure game inspired by the old beliefs and folk tales of indigenous Sami people. Enjoy this 3D narrative platforming game set. Uh, in a nor- in explored Nordic beauty in a world uh, where the old northern campfire tales come alive. So yeah, yeah, that sounds like it's up your alley for sure. It does look pretty cool. Uh, Broken Pieces is another game that was on my uh, Steam wish list, which again looks pretty cool, but I don't think that's coming out this year. Uh, Daymare nineteen ninety four, which is uh, Sandcastle, which is the sequel to uh, how day, uh, which is the sequel to. Daymare 1980, no, 1990. No, it's a prequel, sorry. It's a pre- prequel, yeah, that's what confused me. Yeah, so it must, it must be the prequel. Uh, that one was was pretty good for, for like an old school Resident Evil sort of modernized game. Um, 
Another one is Arctic Awakening, uh, which again is very much up my Arctic. It is a, let me just read you the blurb here, an episodic narrative uh, set in the unforgiving Arctic. Your plane crashed in a storm, leaving only your AI drone. No, I said 1998. Oh, I wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. Uh, I get that a lot. Your plane crashed in a storm, leaving only your AI drone for company as you journey to find your co-pilot and uncover the dark mysteries buried beneath the ice. Again, very, very much up my alley. Another game is Forever Ago. Uh, following a tragic stroke of fate, Alfred embarks on a journey north in search in search of redemption. Uh, this single-player trip adventure, you'll travel to beautiful places, capture memories with your camera, meet interesting people, and even make new friends. And we're all about making new friends, aren't we? Uh, no, we're not. There's also uh, a game called Robin Hood Sherwood Builders, which is an RPG city with city building elements, which looks kind of cool. But um, uh, so Robin Hood Sherwood Builders is an action RPG uh, with city building elements where uh, where we will take the role of a classic hero who fights against the tyranny and injustice that haunts Sherwood. Fight, craft, steal, and of course, help the local community grow. Uh, you might be interested in that one, Nathan. Uh, a couple of quick ones uh, for point and clicks. Brock the Investigator, which is a, be a beat-em-up slash point and click game. You might be thinking, how the fuck does that even work? Uh, I thought the exact same thing. Played the demo, and it's amazing. It's got this, like, 1990s, like, cartoon aesthetic. It's incredible. Heaps of fun to play. Uh, and also another point and click game called lord winklebottom investigates which has fantastic writing again i played the demo looks super super fun uh, i really hope lunacy saint roads which is a horror game gets a release date and i think that is it oh no sorry one more one more one more that i'm hoping to see more of is unknown nine the awakening uh, awakening do you remember when that got announced like two or three years ago no it's yeah. Doesn't ring any bells at all. Let me have a look. Uh, have a quick it's in look. In the title, because, don't know. Um, yeah. So that would be. I'm keen to see more about that one, which was meant to come out last year, I believe. Um, it's set in the unknown nine world, which is a universe. I can't believe you don't recall this trailer. What was that? Whatever. Cool. All right. That'll be, that's our most anticipated games. So I want to give a quick, very, very quick uh, shout out to a couple people on the social media for uh, jumping in with their most anticipated games um, of the year. Big, bad, bustling Buddy Watson. He gave a shout out to Sifu, Goodbye Volcano High, Tunic, Midnight Fire Express, Somerville, Stray, Little Devil Inside, Trek to Yomi. Uh, Nor play with your food and Weird West. Um, uh, Nor is on my list as well. That looks cool. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, and Adam Hadel, uh is keen for the Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 patch. Got all Ragnarok and Suicide Squad. So shout outs to them. All right, what are we looking at? 115. All right, let's quickly, quickly go through news because most of it's going to be pretty old but how do we feel about actually no i'll, I'll ask that question like later uh stalker 2 delayed was coming out in april 28th or something around about there now mm. delayed until december 8th uh it's a big big delay uh it's not the first won't be the last correct 
Uh, are you sure it's not the first game this year, though? I'm just talking it... about that game in general. It's, it's yeah, got no, more delays I, on the way. I was I was just, just oh, yeah. trying to pick holes. Uh, like I said before, new Witchfire news coming this week. Might even be out by the time this episode is out. Hogwarts Legacy is rumoured to be delayed. Colin Moriarty on his... I want to say Spicks and Specs. Well, what's it called? Sacred Symbols um, podcast. <laughs> Colin Moriarty, famously on Spicks and Specs. <laughs> he um, <laughs> said he's heard on the grapevine that the uh, game is in some some trouble and is pushed to 2023, so that'll be interesting. That game was is kind of on my list, but more just to play with, with Anna. Um, yeah. It looks like fun. I mean, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Of the of the of of the books, uh, Hitman Three is getting some year some year two content. Um, so if you're a big fan of Agent Forty Seven, you, there's more to come. Uh, is anybody surprised that Troy Baker endorsed NFTs? Nope, kind of not really. Not really, uh, he seems like the guy that yeah. called for a pyramid scheme. If it, with, there was a big mm. fat check at the end of it, uh, his tweet was very. I think they even quoted himself. He said it was antagonizing. Maybe? It was, yeah. Um, you can hate or you can shit create. Tweet. Yeah. And then everyone picked hate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and that's, that company, or if it's even that, uh, Voice First or whatever it's called, they've actually been, they were, they were not long after that, they were uh, found, not found guilty like in court, but they were found to have stolen uh, content from somebody i can't remember who that was but basically they yeah so and then troy baker went on his own podcast and talked about it but and said that he's not it's not so much the nft part that he's endorsing more so the uh content creation innovation bullshit something rather like that um <laughs> fucking nfts like by the way i'm sick of hearing about them i hope this is i hope they don't make it through to next year but my god why are they even a thing uh, other thing, Resistance sequel apparently got pitched by the old Jeff Ross, uh, the former director of, sorry, well, he was the director of Days Gone from former Bend employee. Uh, he's been tweeting a lot, uh, again, about his Days Gone pitch, which I, which I would, I'd be keen to see that. Uh, Resistance, do we have any fans here who would like to see that during that can come back? I would like to see that, but not, I don't mind not with Bend. Okay. Okay. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Insomniac <laughs> return to Resistance. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, that ain't good. There's there's no shot of that happening. No, I can't not imagine. At all, but, but what about Blue Point? Uh, yeah. They mu- bigger fish to fry yeah, for Blue I think Point. So. They must. They must be doing Metal Gear. Surely, isn't that the rumor? I hope so. I'll be tickled. Uh, but Bend also apparently were. Uh, I think old Jeffy was like. Uh, like they pitched it and then they were like what about siphon filter what do you got any ideas for bringing that back and he was like couldn't give less than two fucks <laughs> um but i would be keen I'd, I'd be keen to see that come back if anything but not to be um a game we spoke about a while back called project oxygen uh, was officially revealed as forever skies which looks a little bit like subnautica but you know in the clouds it looks actually kind of cool it's where you play as a scientist who, so basically, Earth has suffered this ecological disaster. Uh, everyone's fucked off into space, all the survivors that are left. Uh, one scientist has come back to sort of, I think, trying to find a cure. 
um, and just to explore and that stuff. You actually get to drive this huge ass airship and stuff as well. That's like your home base. So looks looks very very cool. Early access this year. Biggest news though is there's been non-stop fucking Dying Light two news. They're gonna support it for five <laughs> years, I think. Um, four mm. player co-op or two player co-op. Four, four player co-op. Four player co-op. Uh, there was something else. Some, some, something else about Dying Light two, and then the, the big thing was uh, the five hundred hours of of content, pretty much. Um, which I don't quite understand how people got confused about this because they clearly tweeted to complete everything in the game, it takes 500 hours, which is obviously going to be inflated. I think I, Kieran's got his nose up, but I can't see how you could get confused by that. That's obviously like a, a milked figure. They they even said it's like 70 to 80 hours for main story and side missions. I don't, I don't think that, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that anyone was confused about what that 500 hours entailed. I think everyone no, was just definitely. upset that they thought that that was a good thing to advertise. Because I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. I think some people, because a lot of people were like, no, nah, it's going to be too fucking long, too long to play now. Um, yeah, I did see that. Because so, when, I, when like, I saw that, and I, I obviously naturally thought, oh, that's, that's an inflated figure. That's literally going and picking up everyone's fucking dirty laundry that lives in this like town, mm. whatever. But even based on that, and based on that, that they think that that's a measure of quality in their game, I was like, maybe I don't want to play this game anymore. Like if I'm that was a metric that they thought was impressive and would, that would advertise about that game. And then when they came out and said, oh no, it's more like 70 to 80 hours, I was like, that's still too long. But that was for side missions as well. Like, yeah. This is, and, this is, and this is where I think they fucked up. They should have just said, for main story, it's this amount. For main story and side missions, it's this amount. To, to go and fucking kill every zombie in every location, it's 500 hours. They should like, have just said nothing. Well... I can see, like, I, I can see the argument from all sides. I think there are there are people who want us to squeeze as many hours as they Old can. Dying lights. Imagine if Ubisoft started doing that. Out of a game. Oh yeah. fuck! Um, but I'm more on the, you know, I'm more on the the small side of things. Even like seventy to eighty hours for a main story, I was like, that is fuck. It's too much bloat. But yeah. twenty hours is, is more, and you know, and that's why you know they're side missions. As long as they are side missions, you don't have to. You're not forced to go and do them. Um, I think that, to, like, to me, that's fine because then it's about choice. Like, you know, like you don't have to go if you, if you want to just play the main, the, like the, the main path, go for it. But you know, I'm just the asshole, so whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, all right, that's pretty much news. I don't, I don't think there's anything else that's come out. It's all it's been a pretty been pretty quiet January. I feel like everyone's, you know, batting off the latest wave. Everyone's of, doing what? everyone's batting, batting off. off okay i did hear that okay yeah cool. um all right no, so off topics very very quickly what do we all do over the the break did we watch any films have we seen anything that's worth watching did you buy a new book i went to see scream the other night and it's fucking excellent nice i'm keen to see it if you're if you're a fan of the series or even just the first film you will get a lot out of it it's the best sequel to have released yeah i think it's the best scream film since the original i really want to see it but i don't want to go to the cinema right now Hmm. yeah that's not that's that's fair with it at all so no hopefully it completely completely fast to home content soon 
Um, Fair. I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time in my life oh, over the holidays. Oh. Sorry, pardon me, what? No, that's cool. Um, the extended editions, no less. I knew that. Whoa. I, I, I knew that you hadn't seen it. I'm, I'm, also, I'm surprised that you watched them. Went so you had some time up your sleeves then, damn. I, well, I'm not really, but I, I made it happen. Um, Good man. What'd you think? I really enjoyed them. And I've actually started the, the extended Hobbit uh, films now as well. I've got through the first one. Knew it. I still like the Hobbit, the Hobbit as well. So I don't know. Like, Let us know how you go with the, the yeah, other two. I, yeah. Keep it's us informed. Uh, I'm not, I don't have high hopes, but, you know, yeah. I like... I, I was craving a bit more content, a bit more Lord of the Rings content after watching the original trilogy. So that's how much I enjoyed that, I guess. Mm. Um, they're good films. They're good films. Everyone, it, films, like the yeah. whole cast is really good. They're just like, they're just fun. And yeah, I, yeah, they were really cool. And uh, loves a, loves a walking shot in a landscape. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, uh, I don't know how many here have seen it yet, but how fucking good is Peacemaker? Oh yeah, he's hilarious. What's that face for, Adam? Or I haven't oh. watched it yet, mate. Is it Netflix or something? I like? really badly want to. That's on Paramount Plus. Oh, it's on yeah, binge. Hurry nice. okay, up, that. Is yeah. it on binge? I don't have binge oh. either. Well, speaking of Paramount Plus, well, speaking Yellow Jackets. Yeah, see that that I want to watch, but I don't have Paramount Plus. Got to get on it. See, if you got an A-League membership, yeah. you get discounted Paramount Plus, bro. What's, what's it oh, on? Oh, get on that, Kieran. <laughs> what's that? What's Paramount Plus even on? Like, what can I watch it on? I don't... Uh, Amazon you... Prime Video. Your phone? Oh, is it on Amazon Prime? Yeah, oh, it's okay. on the Prime okay. channel. Oh. That's like okay. nine bucks. Okay, I'm good then. Because we all want to comfortably sit in a chair and watch a fucking series on our yeah, phone. Right on, mate. I mean, you can cast it to your TV, I think, is probably what he's trying to no, say. No, I was being... Uh, just no, my projector has Amazon Prime, I mean, so that's fine. Being a bastard. Um, no, I'm yeah, you'll be good. upset my TV doesn't have Paramount Plus built into it, so I was having a dig at my TV for not being up to date. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can Chromecast from your uh, from the Paramount Plus app. Uh, speaking of Paramount Plus, which I've got, discounted right through an A-League membership, just FYI. Um, I watched the show... There's discount code, well shaved. Stuff. <laughs> I'm watching a show called Evil, which apparently got really, really good reviews, and it's actually it's okay. It's pretty, it's I'm compelled uh, by the power of Christ. Um, so it's basically about a priest. Uh, it's like a, oh, literally, so, okay. So a priest, <laughs> okay, good. So a priest, an IT uh, technician, a priest and a plumber, <laughs> <Yeah>. and a, <laughs> um, a psychologist. Walking to a bar. Yeah, no, no. So, so it's a priest, an IT guru, and a psychologist. Walking to um, a bar. Walking to a bar. But uh, it's based on this priest goes and investigates like miracles, um, prophecies and all that sort of shit, right? Um, possessions. And yeah, it's it's good. It's actually pretty well acted and it's, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Um, I did watch something. I watched The Green Knight. Oh, I've been meaning yeah. to watch How'd that. How'd you enjoy it? I liked it. Um, Anna did not at all. Wait, she to quote her, she goes, "This film is fucking junk." Um, Oof. But I liked it. It's a bit strange. Yeah, did you? It's, well, 
I think I have to be in the right mood to watch that sort of film, and I wasn't expecting that sort yeah. of film. Um, but I think I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it. Um, bit weird and quirky, but I liked it. I did. Speaking of priests, I watched uh, Midnight Mass oh. and had a good old time with that. Mm. I remember I remember you saying that you enjoyed it and then absolutely shat on the, the ending. I I I was I was not as harsh on no. it. I didn't mind the ending as much. Junk, um, absolute wank. That that show is. But how good is the acting? Very good. Oh no, it's all it's all shit. Shows all it's show no. shit. Nah, I I liked it. I had a good time with it. Well, you liked extraction. And yeah, lighting. some of the. So, <laughs> so much philosophizing. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's. I I had a good time with it. I got the new um, Wilbur Smith book, by the way. If anyone is interested in books, all right, cool. Right. What's a book? Can't can't watch a book, the, can you? Oh, the New Kingdom, I think it's called. It's all based in like Egyptian, um, you know, ancient Egyptian sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, I'm reading. I'm quickly dashing through the Harry Potter books. Uh, haven't done so before, so I'm on the Goblet Ooh. of Fire. It's not too bad. <laughs> I, there was a very pained look on your face when you said that. There was? I don't know. It's just, I think the thing that's kind of paining me a little bit is the formula. There is a clear formula through these books, and I feel like I'm treading over the same ground a lot of the time. I w- uh, four books in. I wonder how it's like to read them for the first time as an adult versus as a young, early, you know, teenager. I don't imagine it's a very good experience. Oh, look, it's... No, the books I, are I good. find it entertaining enough. I just have little patience for the repetition. I just feel like when you read them as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, these are, like, so amazingly well-written. It's like you're, you're in the other book experience. It's fucking, like, R.L. Stein and Paul Jennings. Like, oh, I was about of to course say, they're going <laughs> <laughs> Or Grandma Cabri. Um, the fuck is Grandma Cabri? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Sounds Tasmanian. It does sound Tasmanian. No, it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, you know him, famous Australian author. Oh, oh yeah, it sounds like we're all very familiar with his work. Uh, <laughs> Diane Bates? That's not who I. That's definitely the book I'm thinking of. I, I, that's not. You yeah, don't even know what it is. You can't just make up a book and then be like. No, I thought it was uh, it's a different author, but <laughs> Diane Bates is the author. I'll do a very quick plug as well, just for my off topics. I'm watching Archive 81 on Netflix at the moment. Oh, I saw that uh, pop up, series. actually. Yeah, so it's loosely based on a podcast of the same name that I'd never been aware of. The only reason I dived into this is because a bunch of the episodes are directed by um, a couple of fellows by the name of Benson and Moorhead. They're a couple of indie horror devs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Devs, sorry. Uh, directors. <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. are about to... I know Adam's about to become familiar with them because uh, previously my favourite work of theirs is two films. They've got a trilogy, but there's two films in the trilogy called Resolution and The Endless. I highly recommend them watching them back to back. They are kind of a bit uh, Cthulhu-y, but um, I won't, wouldn't say too much about them. But I think these guys are about to become a bit well-known because they're also in charge of the Moon Knight series that's coming out in March. Yeah. Um, these guys are brilliant, so I've got very high hopes for this, and I know we've got a few Marvel listeners on the potty. So Archive 81, if you want to see what these guys are capable of, they direct some really good shit in this horror series. Uh, and, and the series is just about this woman goes to 
find her mum in this um, apartment building that had been built on top of like some church and all this weird shit starts happening in the building. And then 25 years later, this fella who's really good at repairing cassettes and videos starts rebuilding a lot of her filmed material that had been damaged in the fire. And then there's all this like time warping and all this kind of real fucked up shit that starts happening between the present day and the 25 years prior and they sort of start to cross over. Very, very cool shit. Um, I'm glad that we've talked a few horror series tonight. Horrors You've got my attention with that. Yeah, so what's that one called? Archive 81. It came out on Netflix last week. It's about eight episodes. And I've got nothing negative to say about it. But I also don't want to say too much more about it yeah. because it's a very twisty series. You'll you know if you like it after the first episode. The first episode has everything in it that needs to get you started and hooked. If you don't like the first episode, don't bother with it. Love it. Um, I really like Grandma's. Um, and another book that I read as a kid is called Super Grand. Just want to throw that out there. Super Can we just clip, like, <laughs> I really like Grandma's and just... <laughs> yeah, Jordan, the... The, the audio sample that I want from this week is I really like grandmas. Please and thank you. Um, Fuck it now. <laughs> look, I read... Look, at least I've read, read books. Anyway. Um, cool. Shall we wrap it up there, boys? I think we should. We should. Yeah, think probably. On that note, we should go. Well, Grandma thank you for joining us for this kicking off, for kicking off 2022. Yes, uh, for the Worldplay DLC podcast. Again, sponsored by Manscaped. Um, again, to, to do that, save 20% off, free shipping, all that stuff. Uh, manscaped.com using the code well shaved. Uh, we hope you have a great week. Uh, if there's any games you're keen for in 2022, let us know. Send us a message on Twitter, on Facebook, post on Facebook. Just give us a call. Just do anything. Spray <laughs> paint somewhere and take a photo and up, upload it. Shave uh, it into your pubes. Know. That's impressive. Send I tell you what, if anyone does that, there'll be a uh, there, there's a treat for you. It's a it's a grandma <laughs> um, Cadbury. It's like a normal I'll give you a, <laughs> real give you a, a signed book of Super Grand. Um, Are you gonna sign it? Yeah, not by the what author. The just by just by Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, if you want to check out any of the content, you got Adam's uh, extraction review. It'll be up. You've also got a review from Mark for Nobody Saves the World. You've also got a preview for Ollie Ollie World from Mark. You've also got... That's it. Nothing more. Um, but enjoy those three things and have a good weekend. And we'll see you next week. Farewell. Bye. Bye.